are we're only allowed to eat five spoonfuls of eggplant water at a time at a time at most uh, five times a day veggie burger for lunch. i wonder everybody's tempers are so short what is he eating like Episode of the Friday Night Movie Podcast. This week we're going to dive deep into lots of TV that we've been watching, especially Mindy Kaling's Never Have I Ever Season 2, which we finished. But also we're going to talk about White Lotus, which is kind of rushed ahead to become more interesting to us than uh, Never Have I Ever really quickly. So, so we might end up spending a little more time on White Lotus. But first, let me ask my sisters, how are you doing? Lily, how are you? Lily's not great. I'm, Let me answer for I'm her. I'm fine. I'm fine. It's a bit of a I'm temper fine. today. I don't have a temper. You is it because you is it because I you missed acupuncture? Lily and I are going to acupuncture every single day now, and the acupuncturist wants us on a very strict regimen of only eating the broth, the water of from boiled vegetables. So it can actually be real broth, but five spoonfuls at a time, five times a day. We're clearly not following this diet, but thinking about it is making me so hungry. I'm in a bad mood and I'm not, eating normally. Not only that, this acupuncture is like the drive-through of acupuncture. Yeah, like you it's just like run it's into acupuncture the office, drive-through. They, they throw a needle at you and then they yeah. run away. Oh yeah. yeah. It's like it's like super fast. It's exactly. The turnover is insane. I yeah. like um, the relaxing. The spa. No, no, this is the not spa a spa with like a heated bed you know like one of those heated massage beds and like extra blankies no this is like you're basically laying on a wooden board being tortured and he's cranking the electrical you know i feel like rods. i went i feel like i've been to that guy before believe Shai, you've probably been to everyone um, so i feel like i've been to that guy before the so Shai, i have a story guy. i have a story for you so i'm driving with becky in the car probably back from acupuncture it's the only time i've seen becky this week <laughs> And um, we're driving back and Becky's like, you know, I'm so excited. Um, I'm going to move the TV that's in the basement at my house to the kitchen because the one in the kitchen's not really working well. I really can't wait to move it into the kitchen so I can watch TV while I cook. And I was like, <laughs> well, couldn't you? I'm like, sure. And she's like, I've been waiting months to do this and I'm really excited to do it. And I was like, couldn't you use an iPad like while you or some kind of tablet while you cook in your kitchen? And she's like, no, 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 no. I need like real good picture. I need good sound quality. I need good I volume need is what I was saying. The iPad's never yeah. going to be loud enough. It's not going to be loud enough. You could use AirPods, but whatever, earphones. And she's like, no, no, no. I just really want like a good TV watching experience. And I was like, wow, like what like kind of documentaries are you watching while you cook? Like, what high quality cinema are you watching in your kitchen? And she's like, high quality cinema. I need to watch Love is Blind. <laughs> and I was like, there's like two new need, episodes. I was like, you need a whole new TV for this in your kitchen. And she goes, she was like, I, I, I was like, what, why do you need such a good picture? And she goes, I just need, I need great volume. It's all about the talking. Um, and I was like, I could not believe that this is my documentary filmmaker sister telling me. This. I feel like that title gets thrown around here a lot. And I've done a lot of things in my career and I don't want to be held to some standard where everything <laughs> oh, no. I consume I, I, needs I have been told, I have been told by Becky 
that my t that I don't watch anything challenging anymore. Once you say that to a sibling, you will never not be the highbrow sibling. <laughs> it it's like Once I spend every day line, consuming serious content. On my downtime, I I need I need a little I need a little drama. I need a little <laughs> need to keep uh, it light. Well, a dramedy that we loved last season that is back. And I'll just say we had mixed feelings on this year is never have I ever. And it's a wonderful coming. I'm personally of age hurt by the season. By the season. I think I'm the really first sad. half of the season. So in first short four episodes are amazing. Yeah. The, this is a show about Davy. It, it leaves off last season where she kisses Ben, but then Paxton, the more handsome, traditionally handsome guy, something I, I anyways she's in a love triangle she's dealing with the death of Paxton her father there's this beautiful emotional ending of the season and it picks up with her potentially being forced to move to india a plot line that gets resolved quite quickly but results in the introduction of her grandmother who is great and i'll just say my view of the show is that it is at its strongest when it is about the relationships between the generations and the women in the show more so than it is a school teenage rom-com sex comedy type thing i think it there are better versions of that but the relationship between her mother is particularly amazing but they sort of eased off on it for a lot of this season i guess maybe because they actually hit those milestones in the previous season i don't know but that's that that's one big arc then there's the introduction of a new character named Anissa, who is the other, the, the, the second, second Indian girl in her class. And she's struggling with competing with her because she all, they're also friends and she's also super cool. Then there's the story of Kamala and her lab partner, but also her traditional boyfriend. boyfriend. And she might be in love with the Donald from pitch perfect who's also a teacher and very cool and sensitive mr k Mary? yeah mr kokarni mr kokarni and he's from pitch perfect yeah i sure hope so yeah yeah, yeah for sure he's, no he's bumper on... and donald getting it yeah that's him from the first pitch perfect i feel like he's in everything mindy kaling does though like yeah, he's she great he shows her up brother I, there, she, she he was her brother in uh in her in the Mindy Project, right? Yeah, and more. And he's great. He's intense and stuff. Was he in Britney Runs a Marathon? I don't know if he. I don't remember if he was in that. I think but, he's in Britney Runs a Marathon. I but what, he's so great. What? Also, my kid, oh my what, god, he was also just in special. Yeah, yeah I feel like he, he's always right? turning up as like the attractive thirty-year-old Indian guy. You know, yeah, like, he plays Robbie not, in special. Right, he's, he's not like the well. young. He's not like the young like high school hobby, and he's not like the mature man, but like the sort of in like mid thirties. Yeah, and in everything right now, it's great. He's he's adorable, and he's also on he's a TV show that I love with my kids called Unleashed. Which oh my is, god, he's on that too. He's one. And of please the don't hosts. say you love that because that's really no. what. No, people have people do human the dog tricks and stuff, and they're 
they solve mysteries with squirrels and stuff. I don't know. He, I, I like that show. I think he was. I don't see that on his IMDb though. Are you sure? No, I don't see it on his IMDb. But I'm pretty sure. <laughs> like, he there could be in... a reason it's not on his IMDb. Like he might not he... want it on his IMDb. Oh wait, like, is he not contract. on that show? No, I think no. he's on a show. He's for sure on a show. Hold on a second. He's in a lot of stuff. But uh, he was in Godmother also with his with Jillian Bell again. Yeah, he's um, great. Anyways, while I think about this, I think he's on that show. I'm pretty sure he's on that show. My kids are always, they watch a show that he's on and they're always telling me it's the guy from Pitch Perfect. Anyways, he's barely in this season of the show and we've spent a lot of time talking about it. <laughs> there are some big character arcs. Davey uh, always evolving. Ben and Paxton Hall Yoshida. A lot of time on Paxton Hall Yoshida who I do not find interesting. He's like Jordan Catalano light. And um, then there's a bunch of new characters. There's a lot of time on Trent this season. Well, he got more screen time, a lot of a lot more Trent screen time. And he's not a good person. Like Trent is miserable. Not a good person, not a good like character. I don't know what what all that Trent time last season, what did they do with that time? He Maybe just said like, like insulting things and called Davy names awful. that weren't Davy. Yeah, he's and somehow he ends up going out with one of the characters anyways so but but i would say the big thing this season is her love triangle and her trying to decide between these two guys it's her cousin's quest for recognition in her career which is a really noble storyline but it's not interesting but at least the villain is played by pj byrne who played bolin on right i feel like this issue of women not being credited for their work is a really relevant one but yeah it was your but it just wasn't done in an interesting way right yeah by the way utkarsh and Budkar is a hundred percent on unleashed so i'm not wrong okay okay all right so there were a bunch of so which character arc was most interesting to you for me i'd say the mother is always the most interesting to me and the fact that she's potentially growing beyond her love you know she's going out and potentially dating that she's brought her mother-in-law into her life to help her navigate life to me Nirmala's character has been really 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 interesting and continues to be now maybe that's because I'm a parent but that's my favorite arc of the show I don't know what, what are you all feeling yeah no I completely I completely agree but but really more so in like those last maybe like in those last two episodes or three episodes uh, but at the, okay, I see what you mean. I think at the beginning too, when she goes to India and she has to sort that out. Was yeah. What about, you, what about you, Lily? I think that I want to say that it's somebody else, but there's no other story arc that I thought well, was interesting. This the season. most I mean, growth Kamala, that it feels. The most growth. No, she doesn't have any growth, and the most growth that it feels like Davy has in this season is really just in the ending when she says, "I won't be your secret girlfriend." And you think, well, that's an important thing to stand up for. And that's an important lesson to learn. You know, have some self-respect. But that's about it. The rest of it, she I mean, just I sort of feels no, like she's going in circles. Not a shitty friend. I don't know. She kind of just mostly feels like she's going. Like she grows and then she kind of regresses and she grows and she, she regresses, which but, is which is normal. But but she wasn't shitty to her friends this year like no. the previous year. She she well, except Nisa, 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 who she was much worse too oh, than she was made, to any of her well, own friends. I think what made it hard for me to like have one have any investment in her story arc 
which is too bad because at the beginning I was so excited that the love triangle was kind of blew up really fast. I was like, oh no, the whole season is just going to be out her and these two guys. And then that that blew up really fast when both when she was cheating on them. So that was great. But then I was like, wow, now what are they going to fill it with? Well, by the end of the season, I was like, oh, I wish we just went into a love. I wish I had a love triangle to talk about the whole season. Because well, I do. I like did the not fact- like her that the whole waste of like two episodes on her not actually starting a rumor about somebody being anorexic was just not interesting to me I but i do was, it is an interesting wait lesson, hold though. on but it's i do like the fact she before we get the rumor be- so. before we get into that what i did like when i think about it in retrospect although it wasn't so enjoyable i just you know to watch is that they do make her character go to a darker not a darker place but she like i said she she continues to make bad choices and like poor choices and show poor judgment and she's not just growing getting better and better but she's kind of be you know she she's in a pretty low place but i think like 15 16 or however old she's to be like yeah. i feel like that's when i made some of my dumbest social decisions Ag- agreed is, agreed and, and that is where i identify with her and now that scene where she she isn't really the one to start the rumor but i think the show does show you how you shouldn't be thoughtless when you comment on other people's eating habits or body or anything like that because it, it could be damaging now how they handled it was just sort of it was well, forced, and she also had the power to say, "Hey, I actually said, don't. I, I, I said I that, said, but I didn't mean it. I said and, it, but I didn't mean it. And they took it out of context and ran with it. And I'm so sorry. And what can I do to make it right? Versus lying, you know. But again, it was two episodes on what probably started out as a good idea in the writers' room, and then when put to yeah. paper, didn't deliver the way you you'd want it to." And the I people really, who actually started the felt, don't get punished or in it, fe- it felt it's like they really... didn't quite crack the code with it when yeah, they were writing. I think if she had, I think if she had started that me. rumor intentionally, it would have made her too bad of a character. But it would make more sense because then you would say that is a kind of shitty thing that you could do when you're 16 that could have real consequences and you could learn your lesson. But she said it in passing as a nasty comment. And like, also what lesson her intentions the two girls that actually spread the rumor, Shira and the other one, and Z- Shira. And, what what lesson did they learn? What growth did Nothing. they have from it? Nothing. And I, when we get into the things that were problematic about the writing and about the characters, I mean, that's a great area. That it seems a bit weird that the that D- Davy learns this huge lesson and grows from it, but Shira, the obnoxious Jewish girl learns nothing and has no growth and doesn't feel any consequence get, like they know, there's no she, they know that those girls actually started the rumor and have no consequence whatsoever no well they have it's a consequence weird. until davy is it's discovered that she was the one that told them their original consequences they can't the be part Spreading of the something vicious and, un, and and unverified wasn't wasn't the issue it was that and and I will say though, uh, Megan Suri, who plays Anissa, I thought was fabulous, and I like that character. And I'm and it seems like she's staying in the show, and I like to see her in the dynamic, partially because I find um, Fabiola and Eleanor is that the Eleanor, yeah, and Eleanor to be annoying Unbearable. people, yeah, yeah, like 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 not the actors, they're great, but their no, characters, the characters are annoying. 
like they're they're too character too caricature-y like it's not they didn't again i don't i think in the writer's room it seemed a good idea it's a great point becky i don't think those characters were thought through that they were going to end up having their own story arcs with boyfriends and girlfriends and and relationships with their moms and their stepmoms and you really have to have like like we never we never needed to like get too in deep into kimmy gibbler's personal life right like she was a side character who provided like her role and that's fine. But like, if you're going to give me all this background story, then you got to make the character. Right. They're the three main characters on a certain level, but they really aren't Ben Paxton no. and Davey and the mother really eat up all the screen and, time. And, and then Kamala they sort of, gets a ton of screen time this true. season, at least. But, but Kamala's story was t- for what they were trying to prove. They could have, they could have done a lot more uh, also that Kamala. conclusion of that story is well i'm just going to change rotations anyways so who cares? Is that what she does like, the end she, well, she, she she's doing like a diarrhea so he has to go to the bathroom and then she adds her name to the name? paper oh. covertly got it but then it doesn't matter anyways wait, wait, hold on. Let, let us support a good diarrhea scene uh, for sure absolutely and kudos to you pj burn for pj burn for your, for your a legend playing a villain i mean but to be him. fair, it's not we even like him. a creative diarrhea. She just buys him a coffee. It's milk because no. he's lactose intolerant. Is he also oh. supposed to be Jewish? Oh my God. No, <laughs> no I don't think his character is supposed to be. Okay, so let's get into um, it. We've alluded to it. But he has a Jewish right. stomach. Um, is that this it? is a show. And his name that, is Evan. This, so is, this, know, is, this is a show that does a beautiful job celebrating diverse characters, rich characters, deep characters. Yet, when it Except comes these. to its Jewish characters, like they're terrible like ben is the best one and he and and not only that are they terrible they're all terrible filled with stereotypes about jews and i don't know if anybody's been paying attention of the like rampant anti-semitism that's been going on right now that is definitely of concern to me and and we're not going to get into all of those details but the 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 way the Jewish characters are portrayed is not just that they're bad people, but all of them seem to be exhibiting some sort of like horrific trope. Like Ben, who is the nicest one, is materialistic, wants to beat everyone. And even his story about his like great grandmother is about like why it made him successful and rich one day. You know, well, no, it's about why he he it's not about it's about his family line surviving so that he could be born. Right. So, so he could be born, but it's right. very self. It's very narcissistic. It's very narcissistic. Everything and, is about himself. And then Shira is like every detail about her from the way she talks to the fact that at the end, of, like just an odd detail that she talks about how her dad's car dealership sponsored the prom. Like that has and nothing she, she to do with the show them or threatens uh, them. Uh, threatens them i guess yeah like but that's the best they could do and then the name is like the most jewish name it's like liebman or lieberman car dealership and they have that spread everywhere um i really uh so that's another terrible jewish character um and then malcolm is jewish who uh right his character is jewish yeah because he and ben yeah. went to hebrew school together oh right yeah. he and ben went to hebrew school like together. terrible character he's just oh what are you talking about he's abusive and manipulative Right, but I don't think those are. I think all right. Those aren't. Those, those are aren't stereotypes Jewish stereotypes. Of Jews. Thank it just happens to be a Jewish bad character. Right, a Jewish bad like character. And then it, I read somewhere yeah. that different. I read somewhere that Eve is Jewish, which I don't really. I don't think picks up on that. And I would say like 
she's a good character, I guess, so but not exactly a... multidimensional. And well, so, then the Mr. And, Shapiro is and really... also, I don't think you get to just create a stereotype like Shira because you say, oh, but then I have this other really bland character and they happen to be Jewish and they're not offending anyone. Right, it's right. not like a because point nothing... system where you get to have Shira because you have Eve if she's Jewish. It doesn't well, work that way. Also, Eve doesn't really exhibit any like Jewish identifying, truly Jewish identifying characteristics anyway. So it's not even like it's being balanced. It's like, oh, that one's Jewish, but, but, but not, but not, but not really, but you Jewish. wouldn't know. Whereas like the character, Jewish characters played by Jews, at least I assume... I assume Jaron Lewison is Jewish. <laughs> um, he is. I looked up his his bio. Um, the woman who plays that's, Shira, that's Adam Shapiro plays Mr. Shapiro, right? So the three Jewish actors playing the most Jewish characters as opposed to the other characters who may or may not be and are played by sort of like more traditional good-looking people um, are also nebishy and offensive. Adam Shapiro bothers me. The, the 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 Mr. Shapiro character bothers me a lot because yeah. the Mr. Shapiro character, um, who is overcompensating with like this like overt performative liberal wokeness, really is. There are so many Jewish people that we know, and that that people know that are deeply committed to causes of social justice, and the idea that in this show which is about richness and celebrating different people. The fact that his his commitment to that is reduced to sort of like this performative joke. joke thing. It it's isn't even, I mean, joke. like it could be a joke, but it could still be somehow connected to the fact that like it's part of his values. Instead, it's just- Or oh, that he's just not such an idiot that like yeah. Davey's able to be like, well, you're spreading toxic masculinity by not letting him redo his test. Yeah. And that just, I mean, that's a funny joke in and of itself. I get that. But his character, his character in that moment is seen as he's so pathetic that, and you know, the individual jokes are funny about the multiple choice and your feelings about history. Like, but when you add the sum up of all that character by the end of this season, there's nothing beyond it. Again, there's nothing. And it's like unbearable to watch, like how much of an idiot came out to be. But yet, Mr. K is this like connected down to earth, you know, not a caricature is pretty much seems like a normal person. So it's possible yeah, like to super write, cool. right. Super cool. So it's possible to write a character of a teacher. That's not a caricature, but just not for the Jewish one. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, I think all the other professionals at the school. And again, you have her, thera her therapist, well. her therapist, incredibly well-written character tough direct sincere the principal, the principal is, like all of these really, really well. phenomenal but we reserve the the one that we just laugh at the caricature for the jewish it, character it just it, it, it seems a bit obvious that's all yeah and, and 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 again back to the shapiro character i think in the context of everything that's going in the world right now it's it's a little bit invalidating and, and i don't of, know how you guys of of, of of the commitment that people in our community have had. And, and yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know how you guys feel about the fact that like, obviously the Goldbergs has a running theme about their Jewishness and there's plenty of jokes about being Jewish in that show. And I assume for Indian people who are watching this show, the like jokes about the Indian girl coming to visit the family and knowing, you know, the only friend that knows to take off their shoes and ask their grandmother the right questions 
and Eleanor comes in and storms in. There's like all these cultural inside jokes, but they're not making fun of the culture of the people. They're like celebrating it with humor. Mm-hmm. Whereas Mr. Shapiro and Shira are just like reduced to nasty kind of portrayals. And yeah. it's not the same. You can clearly see that like, well, you could, you know, I, 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 maybe someone would say, well, they make fun of Indian people all the time on the show. Not the same. You're celebrating the culture with humor, kind of like the Goldbergs. Although I don't mm-hmm. know if, if Jonathan Branfman, a you know, wonderful uh, contributor to the podcast and uh, professor, you know, he finds the portrayal of the mom offensive on the Goldbergs. But I think it, the spirit is at least to celebrate the culture with humor. And here it's like, not, no, it's not. Yeah. yeah. And that really not hitting the I, mark. And I have to say, I would have been okay with a somewhat by the numbers second half of the season, you know, like the like regular wonder years kind of style thing in the second half of the season but i was really put off by by the way again it was like every detail really really irritated me about the way the jewish characters were constantly being portrayed um so that that hung with me throughout the show okay but let's let's also have a little bit so that i hope they improve this like mindy killing's amazingly talented i don't know if this is this I, i don't know if this is intentional or not but I hope that they add a little nuance next season, especially if Ben's going to be a love interest. Like, give they like, need to they let's need to be elevate fair his character to, a little more. Right. Yeah. Let's let's not make the only reason why he's good have nothing to do with the fact that he's Jewish, right? right? Have be in spite of his Jewishness and his selfish, materialistic parents and all that crap. Um, okay, let's talk though. Let's have some fun. Let's play a little Byron Meh um, with ships. Okay, the main three. Paxton and Davy, Trent and Eleanor, because Trent and Eleanor go to the prom together at the end. I'm not going to do what's his name, uh, uh, Malcolm, because he he sucked. And Eve and Fab, which of those do you buy? Which do you rent? And which do you man? Okay, I'm. Hmm? Go ahead. No, you go. Well, I will say that I'm going to by Paxton and Davy, even though I don't believe that like it's I find it really not believable. They had They're a whole a season. Hair. Yeah, they had a whole season to kind of curate that. There was a possibility. I thought when they were studying like there were some very cute wrong teenage rom-com like tropes in there that I thought they were doing well with this being the study buddy and being friends. But then when he starts like trying to hook up with her secretly in the room, I was like, okay, that's like a, that's a different movie. Now we just changed teenage rom-com movie to something else. And so, okay, fine. But I do like that she, like Becky said, she stands up for herself. I don't want to be a secret girlfriend. It's really annoying that then she's hit by a car after she does that. Um, I found that a bizarre choice um, to hit her with a car and then have them go to prom together and made her look like an idiot. Um, but I, I, I can't avoid the fact that I think Paxton is extremely hot. So I'm buying that. That's how they get you. I mean, he's very well do. cast because he's like very Davey, well keep cast. getting sucked back in. Like exactly. I was like, oh, he's on the screen. Never mind about the Jews. What? Keep yeah. <laughs> I, I was just like, that is a one good looking. Oh, well, slouch just um, a little bit more and look up with your puppy dog eyes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Exactly. So I'm going to buy them because I'm like, I, I'm watching the show. I just I have to tell you, I in. can't stand his character. To me, his character. I thought they, no, I did they I think tried to do better this really, year. I think they, he's really, they, they really put effort into better. having him 
Yeah, it's, like he's in, the one it's that the most the cliche most. pretty boy kind of thing. Sure, but I think and, he and does also at least his relation wrong. his relationship with his sister could have been something really interesting, and she was like deleted from the show. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, that is that is true. But she that's not about that, him and Davy. That's something else. Yeah. So I'm gonna buy them just because if I have to watch Davy like do like whatever, I be me. Oh, okay, well, oh, since Aliga booted right. well, off the call, I'm gonna go. Um, yeah. I'm gonna Lily just Lily, Lily just disappear. Hopefully right. she'll come back. Should I should we wait? She's or probably should I still go? talking in my should we wait or should room. I go? No, no, keep going. Okay. So I'm gonna actually buy even fab because I do think they're a really cute couple who want to support I'm each with other. You I, I think, think they ultimately Eve and Fab really earn like yeah. I find I find the characters kind of annoying, but their yeah. relationship really they've earned, earned it and they yeah. worked on it and they respect each other and they want to support each other. I'm gonna rent Trent and Eleanor because I think that'll be really funny for like a couple for like an episode and then it'll be over. And the reason I'm gonna mint Paxton and Davy is I mean, I agree with Lily, he's a super hottie. I want to keep him around, but I just feel like they've done too many shitty things to each other to be for me to ship them at this point so yeah, i just I, that's what i feel like for them as a ship it's like they've really been crappy to each other that's my, that should my, not happen my anymore. switch my switch is i would just so you know lily updating you since you're back now yeah, becky, and I, becky and i both buy even fab becky i'm gonna rent davy and paxton because like at least it's it's serving the story trend and eleanor I can't stand Trent and I can't stand Eleanor. I know, and they right? were it's both just true. mashed together right. at the end it's of the so season stupid. because they were the two leftover characters. You're, I think you are right. I think, okay. I think I had the correct right. answer. Right. Now let's buy rent man, the adults. Okay. The adult relationship. I, I, I just want to say I too rent Fab and Eve because at least, even though Fab is not a great character, at least they, she stands up for herself too and wears a t-shirt to prom. I like that part. That's a great, that, that was a good, great moment in that, in that show. I, I was, I felt for Fab when she was trying to change her look and she was sort of, you know, relationships can do that to you. Yeah. I, I um, okay. So now it's the adults and this one's going to have a little controversy because it's, there's going to be, you have to, there's going to be two Kamala ones. So adults, Kamala and Mr. K, because we see the hints of that right at the end of the season. Nirmala and Dr. Jackson, played by Common, who's just so cool. He's really funny and cool. He's like, he's like too, he's too. I mean, did you not feel like watching this? So you're like, you're too cool for this show. He was so cool and handsome just all the time, but also he had heard some really funny deadpan jokes. And then uh, Kamala and her previous boyfriend that she ditched her previous boyfriend for. What's his name? I don't remember his name at all. Um, and what, so wh which of these do you buy? Which of these do you rent? And which do you, meh? Lily? So I'm going to buy, um, uh, I think you don't have her name right though. I don't know where you're getting that name. The character's name is um, Nalini. Oh, Nal Nalini. You're right. Nalini. 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 Sorry. They call Nirmala, her Nalini. I think, is the, mo is the, is grandma. the grandma. The grandma. Nalini. Yeah, right. Nalini. Oh, and then they, the dad called her Na Nalu, right? Or something like that? Yeah. Nal oh, he had a nickname for her, N Nalini. And so. Although it would be funny to see Nirmala and Dr. Jackson. Comments, you're right. Nalini. Yeah. Nalini. Right. Sorry. And My so. Mistake. 
That's okay. And so I think I definitely buy them because he's so hot and she really deserves to be happy and she's so sad and it's been a year. So I'm like very, and I'm glad they didn't tie that all up pretty and easy in the season because I think that's like a cool discovery. And it also opens up a whole new chapter for her and Davey as mother daughter going right. through the like second chapter now, I guess, of their grief over the father. And so this, you know, was a catalyst for them to like keep building their relationship deeper. Isn't her so boyfriend's that, name? Sorry, when we get to Kamala. Prisha, it's Prisha. Prisha on. It's yeah. Prisha. And so, and Kamala, I'm going to go with her and Mr. K because it's the, com- it, it's a clear path that she wanted somebody who gets her who's Indian, right? Because she ends up leaving the other boyfriend who wasn't Indian, but she doesn't want someone who's Indian. She didn't want somebody, an arranged marriage that was so traditional. So Mr. K is like a perfect combo of those two. And someone I think it's modern. one of the... One of the beautiful messages about this show that I do love is that you can embrace and love your culture and also chart your own path. So that right. that's a so, great that's a great as, thing about this. As show. much as I haven't seen like Prashant do anything that I would be like, ew, he's not for her. He seems gorgeous and super nice. Um, I, mean, I think it's obvious. Go along oh, and tough it out. I guess that doesn't make him breakupable. No. Yeah. Also, I don't think it also like makes him like a chauvinist or anything. He, he was just like giving some advice. I, I don't think that advice was that terrible um in the scheme of things i guess um and so yeah i feel like it's obviously um gonna be her and mr k and then i will met kamala and prashant even though he's the hottest besides baxter on the show okay. so curveball i'm gonna buy nalini and mohan because mohan is oh, so gorgeous He's not on this list, but yeah, but yeah. he's no, so gorgeous. He's he be, but he's so gorgeous. I feel like you're every time there's a flashback, I'm like, "That's true." My my wife has the same thing. She says, "That is a handsome man." That is a very is a like. I'm like, man. does Davy realize how handsome her father was? Because <laughs> he's so good looking. Okay, fine, but I needed to call out like the casting on this show. The number of gorgeous men on this show is like really it's uh, it's a lot. Um. Okay. Um. I'm gonna, I don't know, I'll agree with Lily. And I just think that it's fun to see Kamala have have uh, chemistry with Mr. K because she really just doesn't have any chemistry with Prashant, even though he's so gorgeous and seems very sweet. He's nice and he brings her food, but he just might not be her. He brings her so much food. He's so cute, but just might not be for her. All All right, right, can we talk about White Lotus? (laughs) Well, I just want to do the side characters. Oh, sorry. I don't even know who these side characters are. Rosalie and Eric. Who are Rosalie and Eric? The one Ro- Rose- Eric's was from robotics. And Isn't Rosalie oh. he met at the party. Because he stole her episode. hat. He stole her hat. Yeah. Jonah. <laughs> that was actually very That's funny. a really funny bit. Jonah from Robotics and Jonah's boyfriend. I don't think they I don't know if they delivered a name. And then the musical promposal for whoever no, I'm, can we, I'm not even doing sure. this i don't can no, we just skip this terrible. i'm just skipping, skipping this we're, right. this is terrible let's talk about white lotus white lotus is on hbo we're four episodes in people get into this show and watch it with us because it's very intriguing it's very, very intriguing weird. it's very uncomfortable <laughs> uh, it's you're watching something the, that's so uncomfortable that he falls asleep through a lot of it but it's uh, i've seen the, just enough of oh it, my god do you guys see the most recent episode with molly shannon 
Yes. Yeah. yes oh my God. She's so good. She's so um, good. Hey, it, is created, show for the it is created by the great master of awkward, Mike White. <laughs> master of awkward. Yeah, it is, and School of Rock. He's also made some like very normal movies. Sure, but then he's also a master of I mean, opera. Didn't he also do the Good Girl? Um, Good Girl and Chuck and Buck, which yeah. are tough movies. Um, okay, so this is about a five-star resort in Hawaii, and you're following over the course of let's say I think it's about a week or maybe ten a day week. vacation. You're 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 following the VIP guests, so it's a family of four with a, and, and one of the children has brought a, her friend with her. You're following a honeymoon couple and a single older woman um, who's there to spread her mother's ashes. So you're following these as like your main VIP guests and then some core hotel staff Damn. and just the, just decrepitness of how people can behave in so many different ways with each other with strangers but but with... i will just prep i will interrupt you to say it's not i don't find it like a miserable show you're not just watching people be miserable no, it's, it's very which intriguing often... it's, it's very it's, and it's there's a mystery fun. and you know it starts off there with there's some sort of there's some some mystery. there's been a murder or or, or a, death. a death not even a murder there's been a death and by the and end of the week, we'll find out who who it is. Exactly. Every and episode, we're we're guessing. I find it. It's dark, I've, but it's also I've, very funny. I've been sticking with my. I have a very dark suspicion, and I've been sticking with it throughout. Oh, can but we we'll get can to we predictions? Who, okay. So yeah, you're getting through this week of these relationships. Um, the the standout performances, Jennifer Coolidge. Uh, I think is just amazing as a very depressing character. And, Not her usual. And, I mean, it's it's her. And but she's it's kind not of her. doing Jennifer Coolidge, but like her typical, but a serious Jennifer Coolidge. It's, yeah, it's more serious, and I think the other standout is Steve Zahn, um, oh who God. is just yes. Connie Britton's excellent. Awesome. Connie Britton, I mean, Connie Britton is... delivers but as I would always. Say, can, can she does Britton such a good straight man, always. you know, like she's... delivering the line so deadpan, so straight. But when I when we say standout, I think it's just like no people you know are good, but then all of a sudden like are like a phenomenal in a show she's always amazing so it's like yeah. a given that she's always amazing but steve zahn is like bringing it on another level so like i um, love i love her outfits <laughs> oh connie i want to go to a resort and uh, alexander daddario i think is excellent and then the she guy who ruined the office is good as a bad guy uh, um the one that plays got, her her the yeah. yeah, the guy that they he brought was on the, the last minute. In the, yeah, last the last minute. minute Jake, Jake, Jake Lacey? Jay Lacey? I don't know. To yes, fall in I'm love with Ellie Kemper's Something character. Oh. They like ruined the whole. But uh, he's great. He was in, he's Jake been in Lacey. so much stuff. He was in he's Obvious great, Child, obvious which he was so good in. Yeah, he's, he's great. He's in tons of stuff that he's amazing But his character in. ruined the office. But he's, but his, but his character on this show, it's, it's so cringy you oh, can't yeah. stop watching it that's just what the difference is i feel like succession is miserable people being miserable and this is just cringy it's and really, you can't it's, stop it's because it's funny because it's so cringy and, it's and but i will say i will say funny. we're up to episode four and while everyone is super cringe the son of the family is the only one so far showing actual growth and and change and having you know a positive arc and i'm really interested in that that for me is like an like enough of uh like a carrot dangling to say hey not everyone is going to be 
super miserable all the time, someone might have also, a positive um, change. Belinda, the character of Belinda, played by Natasha Rothwell. I think she's also sort of like this little beacon of light. No, not like really, a, because a she, good person. She's oh, a good she's, person, but she's also very. She's also like, and listen, all the power to her. But she's 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 basically being nice to this rich white no, lady because I, she, she wants. She was nice to, to her, her before. I don't think I think she's Come so on, hard, the, a good she character. turns it on. She I think hardcore turns it on. Yeah, every but time I think it's more her. like Jennifer Coolidge is dangling this money. The money. Oh yeah. Well, she's her. using the money to manipulate her. It's, it's yeah. Not, I don't. I, don't th- I think Belinda is not a bad. So far, when I see I don't, her, don't think she's a bad person. Character. But I I just but it's. I think she's I just like know. a person working at who's been put in like horrible awkward positions at her place of work, and it's like yeah. But Armand, can we please talk about the phenomenal? performance and story so far of Armand that is just played by Marie Bart Bartlett who's been in a whole bunch yeah, of stuff. Yeah he's funny as the hotel manager who's just unraveling. But unraveling. Also, my favorite part of the show is how he's constantly messing with dude who ruined the office like he could just do the thing he asked but he keeps saying like finding ways to say no and screw with them which I find hilarious. Yeah, and he knows what he's doing. Like he's doing it on purpose. And anyways, it's great. Uh, right, so, it, so who's so your far, MVP so far? Back. Um, my MVP so far is for sure Armand because he is just the wildest character, and he is it in. Or you know what? Maybe Steve Zahn. <gasps> yeah, Steve Zahn. No, no, Steve is mine, say, but I feel like no. Armand is my MVP, and. Yeah. Armand is my MVP because I think he's really at the center of all of this. Okay. All right. Yeah. Lily, how about you? Steve Zahn so far is my MVP because I think that like his different inter he's the one I think that has most interacted with all the other characters. Oh, it's true. The- oh. And oh. so he's sort of like connecting in a way everybody. But not really, because that- he doesn't he doesn't oh um he's talked to rachel he's talked to armand not, not to jennifer coolidge though at the dinner they i guess i mean at the dinner their families that, interacted, oh, his weird interactions with armand are like yeah i don't know i think so far him but our yeah i would say the, the character that's essential for the whole show to work is armand's character is the hotel manager character well it's like four rooms one. it's that person right. that weaves all the stories yeah actually does weave the whole thing together i'm gonna go with dude from the office because he's so despicable that i I feel like he's a bit of a red herring because the show starts with a shot of him looking at this coffin and i i think that but i think that like he really needs to work as the villain for it all to come together so he's my mvp so far how about your lvp i mean my lvp are those two teenagers and then i think that's like <laughs> just on no just There's the n- just just the daughter no i think olivia. Both just, uh, just olivia if i if i brought didn't if i brought my kid on vacation and her friend like brought a pharmacy of drugs with her and they started doing them but the whole her- point is that the parents didn't even know oh i guess they did no, they know did what are you know. running a mexican pharmacy <laughs> yeah, that was, <laughs> it was terrible but it was i just can't stand those two kids they're so ungrateful oh. and judgy oh. of these people who are trying to just be nice to them we're Although out of touch, when, every, but- every time one of the i just oh great uh, they, those girls make me so anxious about teenagers yeah. That I, it's the hardest part of the show for me is watching those two assholes talk and the way they talk to the brother. 
However, the interactions between Connie, Connie Britton and them is amazing, especially when the friend is constantly talking about her um, ailments and Connie Britton's like, that's not a thing. <laughs> like she had too much fruit or whatever. She's yeah, right. this, she's that. And Connie Britton's like, no, no. And, <laughs> you know, and the, the difference in philosophy between Connie Britton and um, the girls is really, I like that that's getting teased out a lot. So yeah. they're the worst, but essential to the show. All right. Now, what are your predictions for who's in the coffin? My prediction, this is very dark, but my prediction is that it's going to be Belinda. Well, I uh, think it's going to be Belinda too. I think I think Jennifer Coolidge's character or something is going to cause Belinda to die, which yeah, is terrible are, when you, as the show's going on, I'm, I'm sort of like, oh no, I don't know if the I show keep, is I that. think okay. it's Jennifer Coolidge. So here's the thing. Part of, I think it's, I think it's Belinda, but at the same time, right now, Belinda and the, yeah, you know, and the Jake Lacey character, they have no interaction. And in some way, it, the person's death has to affect him no, see, very I think, deeply because he's I, he's, I, think I think Jake Lacey's character is affected by the fact that his wife left him. He's going to leave because him. because he even cares about the person that died. Exactly. Oh, okay. That's so how he doesn't give a hair. shit. So then that's exactly. why it's Belinda. But, um, right. I think it's Jennifer like, But right now, the way things are going, it makes the most sense that it would be our mom that dies, right? <laughs> Well, they've already faked you out by making you think he's going to die, but he's dead in the car that at one point. Yeah. So he's not going to die. I think it's going to be Belinda just because I feel like Jennifer Coolidge's story is, I feel like is set on tragedy. Like there's, there's like a. So it's going to have a happy right. ending. She'll no, it's going to have a tragic ending. Because no, no. Belinda's I feel like die. hers is set for tragedy. Like I think, I think Alexandra Daddario is going to leave her husband. I don't think anything terribly tragic should is going to happen to the to the kids to the to the kids or the family, and so I'm going to do my like, most improved is the son because I think by the end of the show he's going to kind of be the only like everyone has these like everyone's going to have these very traumatic experiences there, and he's going to be the one that comes out of it going, "Wow, I really love nature, and I feel right, more like connected I don't need, to I don't it." Need and, my devices and anymore. I have and I have more rediscovering his sexuality right right and i so i like he's i I believe he's going to continue to improve i I will say that this is a hundred i think 150 percent it's the type of show that i that should have been released altogether because if i had to watch the first four episodes week by week i would not have gotten back the rhythm, the yeah. colors, like this I, I is a really show that works on the edge. The way they use light on the show is the amazing. filters are. You notice that it's always overcast unless yeah. it's a dream sequence. Now, it's always overcast. Now, now, like Beck, is that just filters though? It's, on the camera, it's how or did they, they just get and lucky? It's color correction. No, no, okay, it's but it's not they like they got lucky and shot it no, all. No, 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 no. It's it's because of the filters they're using, and it's because of how they color correct it. It's amazing. A lot of it is done in 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 color. Although Lily did have one like realism question which is when the friend of the teenager is having sex with the the timing of the the that was Allie too no, the timing I mean, of that's for storytelling song. purposes right but it was it like just, it, it was at like 6 p.m <laughs> like if you look like it's right after dinner it was weird and like no one no, she had snuck there's out there's a, no, no no she had snuck out and 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 Olivia very like light, the light out, was though. still in the sky right the sky, like the I, sun is setting i mean I, it's I 
long. Well, maybe the sun sets big... really late at that time of year. No, no, no. It has to be wintertime because whenever they come down for breakfast, there's a comment about um, Armand, you know, like I don't open the spa till nine. And then after that, it's breakfast time. So it's probably between 830 and nine. Everyone's having breakfast and the sun is still rising. So it's got to be dead of winter, you know, oh. January like you know christmas time something like that because the sun is rising very late and it's and it's setting it would set early oh wait that doesn't make sense then hmm. i don't know so then anyway it's just so I, I would say like it, it's yeah it, the continuity there is a bit off but other than that i think i i'm glad i was able to watch the first four episodes because if not i don't think i would have kept up with the show and i think it's really worth it so now i'm into it so i'll watch it week by week but i recommend people watching the first four episodes straight through like not at one sitting but on hbo so so all in all though this way through we haven't seen the whole season but i give it a buy well yeah oh so far yeah for sure Beck? uh i give it a buy so far okay so now as we get into shout outs and recs we're going to premiere a new segment not a segment a piece of our shout outs and recs because We've been saying buy, rent, meh for movies and TV shows for now almost four years. Almost four years we've been doing this show. Started in October 2017. It's August. And it's time to start really bestowing the proper, like, like, you know how there's a New York Times bestseller or like the Hungry Caterpillar had that weird seal on it. We need our own (laughs) Friday night movie seal. Movies and TV shows that are official buys of friday night movie and my goal or our goal is to do this every week is to list something that is an official buy of the show and we will list it out these won't necessarily be something new sometimes it'll be new something will be old plus we have archives to get through and as our inaugural buys which means it's recommended by all three of us to own in your collection like go and buy it uh we're going to start with a pair of films a pair of films by two creators who are guests on the show. And these are two films by Gabriel Diani and Etta Devine. And they are The Selling, which you can get on iTunes now. And Diani and Devine Meet the Apocalypse, which you can get on Amazon. Uh, it was on Amazon Prime, but now I think you can just purchase it. Both are delightful movies made by delightful, hilarious people. And I would say they're, so those are official buys of Friday night movie. With that, uh, let's get to our other shout outs and recommendations. Um, I have a bunch. You want me to just go into them quickly? Because you yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, number one, Leah Jones, friend of the show, host of Finding Favorites. She has started a spin-off show called Candy Chat, where she and her co-host Jocelyn talk about candy. And they talked about combos in the first episode, they oh. talked about road trip snacks. So that's available on Podbean right now, but I'm sure it's going to be available everywhere soon. Uh, check out Candy Chat with Leah Jones. It is delicious. Then I'll say that a hot take. I've been watching a lot of Transformers, the original cartoon with my nephew Ari and Transformers, the movie and season three are my hot take as the best section of the Transformers lore. Bleacher's new album, Take the Sadness Out of Saturday Night. Absolutely wonderful. We've been having listening parties nonstop. And then Good on Paper, starring Ryan Hansen as uh, it's a little, I guess there's a little mystery there. And Margaret Cho. And who's the main actor? Ilza Schlesinger. El- Eliza Eliza Schlesinger. Elsa Eliza Schlesinger. Schlesinger. Mm-hmm. Uh, that surprised me. It wasn't what I expected it would be. And it was really cool. Jungle Cruise was a snooze. 
Well, <laughs> the first, even the first half was good. Yeah, the first Emily half was Blunt like a is delightful, and then it's too long, so I don't care. Like, it's not my fault. Like, it's not making movies three hours long or seven hours long. I don't know how long that movie was. And then, last but not least, on Vimeo, there's a, a buddy from the world of social media and one of the hosts of the We Don't Know what We're Talking About podcast. She made a beautiful, touching short documentary. Called Invisible Ribbon. You can, if you go to Rachel Kratke, Rachel Kratke's um, uh, Instagram, you can get the link on Vimeo. Invisible Ribbon, and it is a really touching story about lung cancer and destigmatizing lung cancer. It's very personal to her and her family, but it's also a, a, a raising awareness about you know that lung cancer goes beyond just people who are smokers. And uh, I thought it was a really moving and brave film and people should check that out. Uh, Lily, what about you? Any recommendations? Um, I've mostly been watching everything you've been watching. I want to re-recommend Hacks because um, uh, we eventually will have to do a bit of a deep dive on that. I love that show. And then um, Atypical on Netflix. I'm enjoying the last season, um, the final season. And I don't have... Um, time to watch any I, with all the time I'm watching with you I don't have we've been watching time. I'm sorry also with Andrea said oh yeah which is yeah that's two seasons um and that's pretty funny I'm, I'm enjoying Andrea Savage a lot that's very true how about you Beck what shout out Rex and shout outs or shout outs um yeah I've been watching hacks this week I'm I've been getting into that um white lotus you know i think we're already talking about everything that i've been watching and i'm continuing to listen to my new favorite podcast braving the elements with uh janet barney and dante bosco um from avatar verse it's so wonderful if you are an avatar fan i highly highly recommend yeah it's awesome and if you haven't watched that show that's that's well maybe that'll be an official buy in the future if, but lily will have to have seen it because all three of us have to have seen it and loved it for it to be an official buy g lil no pressure friday night movie why podcast. don't you just watch the most important show animated your brother and sister ever created yeah i would say this is the show becky and i love together the most not to mention the fact that Dragon Prince is genius also. Oh, Lily, Lily, you would love Dragon Prince. It's, you need it's to. A, but you can't watch Dragon Prince without watching. Becky has gotten into this. Genre. You know how many hours Becky and I have spent talking about? Like, well, Becky's watching the show. She'll, <laughs> she'll call me and we'll break feeling. it down. And when you, every time you watch it, it's like, I've seen the whole thing so many times. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, Becky, where can people follow you? At Paper BK Princess on Twitter. I think I tweeted something. Oh, yeah, I tweeted about Braving the Elements. There you go. That's right. Lily, where can people follow you? They can follow me at Chichi, C-H-I-C-H-I-K Gomez on Twitter. And you can follow me at Pancake and the number four table on Twitter and Instagram. All of the Friday Night Movie shenanigans are available at Friday Night Movie on the social platforms or FridayNightMoviePod.com. Rate us, review us, particularly five-star ratings, and take a time to say something you like about the show. Give us a buy, rent, or a meh. Ideally a buy. And uh, please join us in supporting the NAACP Legal Defense Fund, Equal Justice Initiative, and Asian American Journalists Association. And with that, the theme music from What Does It Eat will kick in, and we will uh, dance our way into the afternoon. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.